This is the spec sheet. This is a very special edition of the Spec Sheet with Curtis Thornton. On this broadcast, each listener will receive a complimentary pre-owned 10 gigabyte IBM IDE hard drive. No need to call about the drive. We have your information. To speak with Curtis, call now at 573-837-4948. That's 573-837-4948. And now, here's the Spec Sheet. sheet i'm michael van Dieven. he's curtis thornton hey brother hey what's going hey, on hey brother are you taking your vitamins hey brother, hey brother. if you want to be a hulkamaniac you got to take your vitamins brother oh yeah no that's the wrong wrestler i'm sorry if you're gonna care. go with the bit curtis i uh N- snap into a slim gym man no no do it See? i wouldn't need a slim gym but anyway this is the spec sheet it's a uh podcast about technology and uh, as you can tell it's kind of a live radio show, sort of. I mean, we do the show live so that people can call in if they want to. And the number to call if you'd like to be on the show is 573-837-4948. It is 573-837-4948. You know, I made some adjustments to my windscreen before the show. And now that I and I, I was speaking to you and Eddie Dean in mumble before the show, and everything sounded fine. And now that we're actually into it, we're actually doing the show now, and it sounds like crap. You hear that? <laughs> you hear that? Damn it. Okay. Okay, now speak some more. I'm going to have to just adjust live on the show here. I- we'll do it live. <laughs> I'll be banging my TV producer <laughs> while you're getting your shit together. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, I love that clip. It's one of my favorites. I think of it regularly. <laughs> then he does it live. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. For no matter what you think about him and his politics, that's impressive for him to have a freak out like that and still pull off, you know, a reasonable uh, show. I guess reasonable. I guess. Boy, is that a qualified remark? <laughs> well, I don't know that I'm a big fan of Bill O'Reilly. I used. To, I don't know. I was a sick child. I think because I really loved Inside Edition for some reason. Yeah, I watched it, but. <laughs> But it was Inside Edition, he... wasn't it? Or was it hard I, copy? It was Inside Edition. No, he edition, was Inside Edition. Yeah. yeah. And then when he left for some... There's just something about him I really liked as a kid on Inside Edition. I am a yeah. really sick child. Something <laughs> happened developmentally to me. Clearly touched as a four-year-old or something. I, something occurred because I really liked Bill O'Reilly. And after he left Inside Edition, I really didn't care to watch any longer, I must You're say. You're bummed out. But did you switch over to Fox? And Well, that's why when he made the transition to Fox News, I remember in the late 90s, nobody knew what Fox News was. Everybody scoffed and laughed at Fox's attempts to get into the news biz where they had previously had essentially no existence whatsoever. And then Fox News came along, and what is this? Conservative viewpoints on the news? What? 
And uh, then I saw Bill O'Reilly, and he was just on fire at that time. And I couldn't yeah. believe it. This is the guy from Inside Edition, and he's what? And this is the type of show he's doing, and he's capable of doing this type of show? I was totally shocked. And I remember well, for years, the only reason I thought to watch Fox News at all was to see Bill O'Reilly, and now I can't even stomach looking at that guy. He yeah, well, he was the puke. only reason to. Uh, because it was always, I mean, his talking points used to be good. I think he actually wrote them at some point instead of having, uh, you know, the Republican Party or whoever paid the most that month uh, write them for him. Once he started to try to, to argue against Jon Stewart, that pretty much was the end of Bill O'Reilly. Was it? I think so. <laughs> I think was, I think the, the end of Bill O'Reilly was when he started attacking people who otherwise were his obvious political allies just for the purpose of, of appearing fair and balanced when it was yeah. it was all fake. It was like um it was like he was just inventing these manufactured disagreements and tiffs with other so-called conservative commentators like Ann Coulter and uh um, Well, everyone should argue with her. Well, I guess, but my point being what it is, who's the other one? The one that worked in the Reagan White House as a speech writer. She's got a, the blonde oh, chick um, with the radio, Laura Dana. Ingram. Oh, Laura Ingram. Yeah, yeah. And he started manufacturing these little tiffs with her and it just came across as so phony just for the purpose of being able to say, I'm objective. I don't come down on one side or the other. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm Bill O'Reilly, a thinking man. When it, it at some point came out that he actually had been registered as a Republican in whatever state, probably New York. Yeah, uh, I would think so. Where he still lives in the same Levittown home that was built for his grandfather or his father. <laughs> I just, <laughs> <laughs> purportedly. Oh, but, I'm have, sorry. Have I didn't mean to use house? the word purportedly. Uh, I'm not supposed have to use Have you stood that. outside this house? Outside Bill O'Reilly's house? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I get the feeling that you have maybe stood outside it waiting for him with a... You had a book that you wanted him to sign. I just wanted and, wanted to get my Abe Lincoln book signed, please. <laughs> yeah, you went and knocked on the door, and he went to answer it, and you ran away. Ugh. Yeah, he's just such a nauseating man. He's. Uh, I think I really what what killed any possibility of me ever watching Fox News again was watching how they smeared Ron Paul during the 2008 yeah. election cycle, because I'm sick and tired of people conservative comment, and it really kind of, that whole thing just. There really is a rift in the Republican Party, man, because that whole thing just sort of soured my entire impression of a lot of people, from Rush to Hannity. Well, I already kind of hated Hannity to begin yeah, with. Yeah, Hannity but. can't let someone finish a, a sentence. You know, he, he always cuts people off. Well, not only that, but he doesn't really say anything. I mean, he just yeah. he regurgitates no, he, so-called he conservative philosophy that other people before him have said and that may have sounded, oh, wow, that's thought-provoking at the time in 1993, but anymore, it's just like, you know, if you're going to listen to conservative talk radio, whether you like them or not, listen to Rush and just get it over with. What do you What do you want to listen to these other people for? There's absolutely no reason to do so. I, I can't imagine. But anyway, there well, were a, well, lot you know. of, a lot of people during the 2008 election cycle just constantly shat on Ron Paul at every conceivable opportunity just simply because he was, oh, I don't know, perhaps a little fatigued by the notion of going around the world bombing brown people as we've been doing. And um, you're not supposed to say those sort of things if you're a Republican. And um, frankly, I think that uh, a, an anti-war, I know this is not the Politico sheet, uh, I'm sorry people, <laughs> but I think that a, an anti-war Republican is easily a shoe-in for the White House in 2016. 
Well, what I don't understand is that traditionally the Republicans were supposed to be the anti-war ones. When did things get flipped? I mean, it was it was someone with the last name Bush. Obviously. I don't know if it's Whether really it been person. traditional or not. I think it just depends on who's in the White House. It depends yeah, well, on I mean, who's both... taking us to war. Okay, well, it sucks if yeah. you're not a member of that party. Yeah, well, no, you're right. I mean, it's always us versus them when in reality they're both on the same side of profit. Um, Wildcard asks if Imus is still on Fox Biz. I didn't know he was ever on there. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they're desperate on that channel to get anybody. I mean, not that Imus is somebody you'd be desperate about because he, he actually had some talent. Uh, I haven't listened to him since he uh, came back after the uh, the initial... Uh, Nappy-headed oh, hoe. Yeah, I was trying to think. Was it uh, Rutgers? Uh, Rutger, Rut- whatever, whatever Rut- school. Rutgers. Rutgers. Okay, I hate yeah. that word. Me just too. Rutgers. I don't know how to I say just, it. Well, it's just, it's, what? What is that? What? Uh, Rutgers? What? Stop it. Give your school a <laughs> proper name like Jim's Learning Academy or something. <laughs> That's where I went to school. <laughs> Jim Edwards Brainiac Farm. Uh, and car wash. Give yourself something that uh, just makes it really clear what it is that you do. Stop trying to fool people with your fancy pants elitist names, your fancy pants elitist Ivy League names. Um. So, really, what? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, uh, did you, did you hear the? Uh, what did I say? I was going to say because I'm saying it. Uh, did you see the uh, video of the uh, Daily Show uh, reporter who had a Fox Biz uh, analyst on talking about healthcare, and he he told this story of this sounding like a third world country with all kinds of healthcare problems. And uh, the conservative commentator uh, was trying to say how Obamacare is going to make us bad like that. And so they, they go on this long back and forth. And finally uh, the daily show guy says, well, you know, the country I'm talking about is Knoxville, Tennessee. You heard of that, right? And uh, it was awesome for like 15 seconds. This uh, Fox biz guy just sat there speechless because he totally got sucked into it. Hmm. I guess I'd have to see that. I'm not entirely against the whole Obamacare thing. The pro- biggest problem I have with it is that we sat here through all of the 2008 election cycle listening to Obama and Hillary tell us how evil insurance companies are, and then they pass legislation to force everybody to do business with these same assholes. Right. I mean, how? what kind of sense does that make? And then everybody who calls themselves a Democrat on Capitol Hill goes along with it just because, well, we have to. I mean, just yeah. a few months prior to his election, they would have been so happy to tell you what a bunch of scumbags every insurance company out there are. But, you know, now we've got this new law that everybody has to do business with these same shitty companies. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, it, it, it's just, we, and it's again the same failed commingling of private and public uh, monies being thrown at health care. I mean, if we're going to do it, do it. Establish government-owned hospitals that are staffed by people who work for the government, that are run by the government. The hospital's brick and mortar and the ground that they rest on is owned by the government, and not a single private entity ever touches a dollar of that of that money. You get rid of a lot of overlapping and and uh, you know mismanagement and waste. I'm not to say the government never wastes anything, but you know this whole it's no- already broken. I mean that that's a thing. If something's as broken as bad as it is now. I think I've said many times on here that I don't like the idea of the government getting involved in things, but healthcare is broken. No matter what you look at, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative, the thing's broken and something major is going to have to happen to fix it. 
So, yeah, if we're going to do it, if Obamacare is going to be the law of the land, then let, let's do this all the way and not half it on, on either side. Let's not try to create some hybrid that's going to fail because the system we already have has failed. You know, on one of my wife's mother's trips to this country, we um, she had some abdominal pains. And these are actually pains that she's had forever. And actually, a lot of old Moroccan ladies get these same abdominal pains it's almost like an expectation and so that tells me there's something dietary contributing to this or there's something about the water they're drinking the food they're eating something about the way they're living causes these problems in old ladies these abdominal pains and so it got really bad for her we took her to the hospital and we were in the er for a grand total a grand total of about two and a half to three hours about two weeks later, we got a bill in the mail for $8,500. Wow. And people are going to tell me something doesn't need to fundamentally change about the way healthcare is meted out in this country. Anyone who's going to say that is stupid or just so blissfully rich that, <laughs> I mean, you couldn't possibly be touched by the problems regular people are facing in the course of getting healthcare for things. I mean, well, and what is this? A, what is I, another thing I'm sick of? What is this notion that dental care is some sort of a luxury? Why is that? I mean, do people understand how many health problems start with poor dental care, with poor oral hygiene? Do people oh, yeah. have any idea of that? You, things, everything from respiratory issues to cardiac issues to, uh, I mean, you can get certain types of blood poisoning, nerve damage. Um, just the infections, you can die as a result of improper oral care or lack thereof. Don't tell people in England that, though. Well, um, yes, that's true, Curtis. I don't know why you have to knock people when they're down. The British know of their own tooth problems. Uh, and, but they're uh, winning. I mean, they're British. They, so suffered, they're they suffered through a catastrophic world war, nightly bombardments, uh, by Hermann Goering's, uh, what were they called, the Luftwaffe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they don't need you making fun of their teeth, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, someone says, have... set redacted says sepsis in the uh, chat room. I mean, there's just a lot of crap. That... So why is it that I, even I was looking at the Obamacare stuff in the exchange when that whole thing was going down, and you were able to purchase dental care and it was the it was the shittiest care imaginable. I mean, it was the premiums you would pay every month were really high, and there was no way possible you would come out ahead on that. When when you looked at the number of things that the plan would refuse to pay for, even if you bought the best possible plan, there's no way your premiums uh, after you added all of that up, there's no way you were going to come out ahead on that. Uh, why is it that? Why is dental care seen as some sort of a just oh well stand back that's a luxury that's uh not, oh, yeah, not everybody not everybody can that seems to me like proper health care should start with dental care yeah I, well I mean it, it should be again if we're going to do health care any kind of real reform to it at least wellness visits whether it's dental visits vision or just uh, standard health you know well being. Those should all be covered anyway. If Obamacare is really the law of the land, why doesn't everyone get that covered? Because think how much money that saves because of the fact that it's catching things early. Because like I didn't go to a doctor for over 10 years, 
and I didn't have dental insurance for longer than that. Uh, and I was so excited when I did get dental insurance, you know, went and made sure that I, I got all my checkups and, uh, I had a not long with, with, with the kind of luck I have not long after I got dental insurance and started going regularly, like the third trip that I go, I end up having to have a root canal on, on a tooth. I'm like, Hey, that's great. I'm glad I had insurance. Cause I, you know, it would have been, I think a couple thousand dollars without it. I still had to pay 800, but, uh, I was like, that's my luck. Once I get insurance and get my teeth looked at, that's when I start to have problems. Okay. Well, um, and someone in the chat room mentions that dental care is extremely expensive. And uh, actually, that's the fetus who says dental care is a high-cost item. I guess the yeah, implication why? there being that that's why you don't find insurance plans cover. Well, any kind of, again, I go back to my mother-in-law spends two and a half to three hours in the ER here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and she walks out with a bill for $8,500. I mean, we can talk about how expensive dental care is, but, I mean, come on. It sounds yeah. to me like pretty much anything is expensive uh, if it pertains to the health of in, health of anything attached to your body. <laughs> it's just yeah. expensive. Yeah. I, I mean, if we're going to we got to look, we've got to have government owned hospitals that are staffed by government employees on government property that are entirely government funded. People can either opt into that system or completely opt out their choice. Uh, that's the, uh, the uh, that's another big problem. We're always told that these schemes that are these socialized medical schemes that are devised aren't going to touch your private plan in any way if you're happy with what it is that you have. And that's always a lie. If they could just yeah. stop screwing with people and just come up with an entirely public system that people can either pay a, a tax to opt into, maybe some sort of a, a deduction out of every paycheck gets you into that system and that's your premium that you pay, or you can entirely pay into private health care uh, at your leisure, whatever you want. None of these two systems, neither of these two systems touch one another in any way whatsoever. Nobody gets screwed with. And hell, while we're at it, let's have some government-employed dentists. I don't care. Just just do it. Stop with this commingling of throwing public dollars toward private medicine. That's what we're doing now with Obamacare. We're throwing public dollars at privately owned and operated insurance companies who are then in turn throwing dollars at privately owned hospitals. I mean, you're telling me there's not some overlap, some managerial overlap there? There's not some ad extra administrative crap going on that's sucking money out of that system and causing health care costs to go up more so than should need to be the case. There's got to be a shit ton of waste. You've got three middlemen between you and your doctor now. The government, yeah. the, health, uh, the, the uh, health insurance company, the hospital itself, and then finally your doctor. What the hell? Yeah, well, the the sad thing is that there's all these technological mandates and uh, Obamacare, but from what I've heard, uh, most of them aren't being implemented because they're so expensive. But with technology, think of how much more streamlined the whole process could be. There's no reason why we couldn't have a standardized system that all hospitals, all insurance agencies, all of that are using to, to get good data all the time. Uh, I mean, we're already being spied upon for everything anyway. So why not use all this data that's been collected about us to give us better health? You might be getting spied on, Curtis, uh, but not me. I use incognito mode. 
Oh, <laughs> I've heard of that, but I was scared to use it. I use incognito mode. Nobody's spying on me here. But doesn't so it make you, you feel uh, guilty afterwards? <laughs> I feel guilty afterwards with or without the incognito mode. It's uh, <laughs> it's just the way I was raised. Of, My mother was Catholic. and uh, you know, Is that because of the... Uh, the sheer number of cockpits you posted while you were in, in incognito mode? Or I'm not posting, I'm downloading, buddy. Oh, downloading. What are you talking okay. about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right, because Jasmund is the one who's actually posting them. Nobody wants to see what I'm uploading. I'm downloading, <laughs> baby. Download only. Anyway, uh, this is the spec sheet. It's a show about technology, but uh, sometimes we get off on these little tangential discussions, as was the case just now. Uh, that well, riveting discussion about healthcare. We hope you enjoyed that. I see Curtis at the end made a valiant effort to tie that into technology somehow. Uh, nice and try. I'm not done. Okay. I'm not done. All right. Uh, because uh, I want to bring up the Apple iTime. Have you seen the the patent that has come out about the new uh, watch? I saw a modular. story about that, but I just uh, you know I, with I'm I'm so uh, short sighted. I just skipped right over it. Well, I, I just think this is interesting to, to bring up in it, too, because like I, I have a wearable. Uh, I have a, a Gear uh, Gear 2 Neo, which I'm using to track the, how many steps I, I walk in a day, my heart rate, how much, uh, how much I move at night when I'm sleeping, and how many hours of sleep I get. This all kind of goes right back into to healthcare. Uh, it's becoming the popular thing, slowly, to track all this stuff. And I think when Apple finally does release their their iWatch, you're going to see like a, a crazy amount of people buy them. Whether or not they use them on a regular basis, maybe is another thing. They're going to buy them just because people who are crazy about Apple buy things uh, that get released by them. But uh, then you're going to have that much more health data being tracked about uh, with you. So why why can't we feed all this into a much more efficient system to to manage our health? You know that really. And what do you think about? wearables in general well having dug up this story today on Ars Technica I'm not sure very much of it at all appeals to me undocumented iOS functions allow monitoring of personal data experts says Apple yeah. has endowed iPhones with undocumented functions that allow unauthorized people in privileged positions to wirelessly connect and harvest pictures text messages and other sensitive data without entering a password or pen a forensic scientist warned over the weekend. This guy is an iOS jailbreaker and forensic expert, and he says that he can't be sure Apple engineers enabled the mechanisms with the intention of accommodating surveillance by the NSA. Still, he said, some of the services serve little or no purpose other than to make huge amounts of data available to anyone who has access to a computer, alarm clock, or other device that has ever been paired with a targeted device. And um, let's see, There's uh, what it does is it dishes out a staggering amount of data, they say, including account data for email, Twitter, iCloud, and other services, a full copy of the address book, including deleted entries, the user cache folder, logs of geographic positions, and a complete dump of the user's photo album, all without requiring yeah. a backup password to be entered. Thanks, Apple. Yeah, isn't that great? Because they claimed iMessage and iCloud was you know as secure as you're going to get. This is the company and, that brought you the 1984 uh, Macintosh right. commercial. Man, I'm telling you. If, wow. If if you're a No Agenda fan, you've heard them probably talk about the NSA spying scandal and the PowerPoint presentations that showed 
the different programs that the NSA was doing. And before Steve Jobs' death, Apple's logo never showed up on the PowerPoint presentations. But then there was a point where I think iOS 6 came out, and that coincided in a general way with the passing away of Steve Jobs and Tim Cook taking over. And Apple's logo is on all this stuff in the system of what uh, the NSA is tracking with. So, so the implication there being that Steve Jobs was having none of it, refused to play ball with the federal government, and so they decided, well, we'll just wait it out. He's on his, he's on death's door anyway. Eventually, we're going to get what we want. And Tim Cook yeah. comes in and saves the day for the NSA. That's a little hard to believe. No, I I believe because Jobs was like, you know, there's something not right in his head. I could see him. I mean, that's what made him successful with Apple. I mean, he he didn't he didn't work the same way as every other CEO like him before. Uh, he was very obsessive and, and extremely obsessive about the iTunes subscription information they had. He felt like that was the gold mine that the new Apple was going to be successful based off of. It's been correct up to this point, uh, but he didn't want anyone to get access to that. Like if you buy magazines or movies or music from iTunes back in the day, at least they refused to share any information about the person who purchased it. All they would do is give you an ID number. Like if you're the, the person who created the content, you have the magazine subscription or you're the record company selling the song. You have no idea who the users are or any data about them through iTunes. All you know is you had 10,000 people downloaded this or subscribed to it. And if you wanted Apple to give you any kind of metrics, you had to go to them specifically and basically they used it as another service and they still wouldn't give you much data. Like there was no way they were going to let you know any demographic information uh, on their user base because Steve Jobs thought that was their most valuable asset. And, and I think he was right. So I can't see him allowing the government access to it on purpose. I mean, I'm sure there's people on the inside who have reasons to help that along and they probably were already working towards that. But if the stuff that I, that they talked about on no agenda is correct, then I believe that there is a, I mean, it's not as perfect as what you just laid out, but I do believe that uh, it was easier for the NSA to get involved in uh, controlling Apple more. And I, I to totally believe that this back door was created on purpose. I mean, Android has back doors like crazy. So why not? I mean, it would, you know, I'm sure they, they probably claim it's for uh, statistical information or troubleshooting, something like that. But you know there's somebody sitting back who's laughing at all the stuff they're uh, they're seeing. I was listening to, oh God, what's his name? The guy that hosted, uh, Joe, the guy who hosted Fear Factor. Joe Rogan? Yeah. I was yeah. listening to his podcast the other day with Jim Norton from Opie and Anthony as the guest. And he was talking about how, I think he said Snowden in one of his revelations said that NSA people would sit there and just... They would look up pictures that are being taken on the phone of ex-girlfriends and all sit there patting each other on the back, laughing at like yeah, cockpits and too. tit pictures and just stuff that's being sent back and forth in real time, just having a good time with it. I mean, what is this? <laughs> this is not yeah. the United States of America. Well, it's not much different than the x-ray systems at a, at airports where they were watching people. You know, They're basically seeing through your clothing. And, and laughing about that and supposedly none of that stuff could be taken off the machine but it clearly was because a lot of it ended up on the internet um, I mean 
I don't mind going through the uh, surveillance x-ray thing, you know, like the full body scanner, as long as I have an opportunity to fluff beforehand. Uh, but if I haven't had an opportunity for fluffage, I don't know. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather go for the pat down. Yeah. Got to be well, yeah, honest. You, you want your money's worth out of the experience, right? Well, I want them to get their money's worth. They're the right. ones who bought the damn thing. I, uh, you know, if you, <laughs> yeah. I want you to have as good an experience with me as possible. If there's no fluffage, <laughs> a lot of people are going to be going to home at five, going home at five thirty p.m. that day with a look of disappointment on their faces. Yeah. You think I want that? You think I want well, to be on know, the plane going to Morocco, thinking to myself, "Man, if only." You missed an opportunity, yeah. If only there were a men's room just prior to the scanner. I could have <laughs> really given those people a show. It's uh, That's just the way I like to do things. So, yeah, if you've yeah. got an, uh, an iPhone, uh, enjoy that. And the part of the article that sort of jumped out at me here was um, where they talk about this... Uh, Okay, this sentence. Still, he said, some of the services serve little or no purpose other than to make huge amounts of data available to anyone who has access to a computer, alarm clock, or other device that has ever been paired with a targeted device. So does that mean that there might be an alarm clock, like a Bluetooth alarm clock out there on the market, the makers of whom have teamed up with the NSA so that any time an iPhone pairs with this device that opens this back door and immediately the device is available for access. Is that how you would interpret that? I'm not really. Yeah, that's weird. There's no reason to bring up alarm clock unless there's, you know, something behind that, that they know about. My guess is it's iHome. iHome is actually a front for the NSA. What is iHome? I I have no idea. Oh, that's just the company that has all kinds of uh, devices for connecting. Okay. I, I don't yeah. know why I host a tech show. I don't know what iHome is. I'm sorry about that, people. I'm uh, yeah. Okay, I'm well, sorry. Th- that was a good show. Thanks, guys. Uh, have a good night. See ya. Yep. Fuck this. Um, you know, it's actually a very slow news day, and uh, but I have a lot here. It's uh, I had to go back a little bit, you know, uh, over the course of the last five or six days, uh, stories in order to find things that. Uh, Seemed worthy of discussing. Oh, I f- almost forgot this. Uh, this is sort of there was. An, I'm the the master of transition. Let me talk about <laughs> the soundboard prank phone call from the Gabcast last night. Um, I meant to play this at the beginning of the show. I thought it would be a nice springboard into everything we were going to do. Just yeah, a nice little fun thing. But then I just sort of got pissed off about Obamacare. Obama. And, let me uh, just say that. Uh, this audio might be one of the coolest viral moments in Bell Gab and Gabcast history. Viral? What do you mean? Has it I gone it viral? No, I think it could go viral. Has it been posted on YouTube? The audio? Uh, not yet, but uh, oh, I think they're going to. I don't about. Well, that's got to be done tonight, Eddie Dean. I don't know what you're doing over there. Do it. Uh, stop fluffing. Start uploading. Please. No, the deal that we him and I have is that as long as he can hear my voice, he has to be doing that. Okay, so, so Eddie Dean gets a call. Eddie Dean, the uh, one of the hosts of the Gabcast, a podcast about bellgab.com, which airs on ufoship.com, along with this one, and the Fret Files, uh, which you can hear monthly at ufoship.com. <laughs> um, he gets a call from one of these scam artists out of India working in some crappy call center where they pay people in, in dehydrated rice patties. 
And uh, it's someone working for Microsoft Technical Support calling to help you with your computer. Calling you from Windows Technical Department. Oh, and by the way, he uses the, I should say, the uh, George Norrie soundboard in order to communicate with this animal. And one of the reasons I... your Windows Home... What? What? One of the reasons I want us to play this too is this actually struck a member of my family. The same scam that was done to him, except my family member actually... Uh, let them connect. It's not a blood relative, hopefully, is it? Well, I, you have to give them a pass because they're oh not my. computer savvy. Okay. Uh, but they're learning. <laughs> it was a good... So so as soon as I heard this audio, it was perfect timing because right after our last uh, spec sheet episode, I had gotten several calls from, from this family member. And so uh, right after the show's over, I call them back and they tell me, I was like, oh, no, that that's a scam. You, and they live several hours away from me. So I said, take your computer to get reloaded right now don't or you know in the morning turn it off you know your computer's been compromised so i thought it was awesome that you know not a week later i finally get to hear what these sound like so go ahead i'm just sitting here imagining all of these different drops that i know eddie has in the george nori soundboard and just imagining how they're going to be worked into this call and i find it humorous already okay here we go here, here's the call calling you from windows technical department in regards to your Windows Home computer, okay? Yeah. And the reason I'm calling you, sir, is that to make you aware of this, your computer is sending some error reports and warning maps to our Windows Global Server. And this is indicating that your computer has downloaded some malicious files and program and hidden junk, which are badly handling <coughs> the this is this of your is this about a uh, computer? Yes, sorry. Um, can you, uh, I'm not really the one to talk to about this, but I have, my uncle George is here. Can I have him come on the phone so he can listen to, so he can help you? So you are not the main user and owner of the computer, sir? No. So but, George is, but George is here. Yeah, it's an urgent and emergency call for the computer. Oh, my God. Because okay. the computer at high risk and might be crashed down at any hey, George, point of time. Get on the phone, George. It's about computers. Get on the phone. He's he's kind of slow, but uh, he can he can talk to you. How are you? How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Good, thanks. So, sir, the reason I'm calling you is that to make you aware of this. Your computer is sending some error reports and warning messages to our Windows Global Server. Okay. And this is indicating that your computer has downloaded some malicious files and program which are badly hampering the inbuilt security of your computer. Malicious? And My God! And your computer system has badly corrupted through this online infection. And regarding this problem of your computer, we are from Windows Technical Department. We have called you up today. Do you hear all of those voices, that smattering of hundreds of voices in the background? Oh, yeah. All, I, all of them calling stupid white the people thing. on the other side of the world to try and scam them. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. Jeez. So... Let me back up a little bit. In this problem of your computer, 
We are from Windows Technical Department. We have called you up today. Okay? Jeez. So, so this is an emergency security checkup call for your computer. Right. So, I do believe that you are the main user and owner of your computer. Correct? Yeah. So, as I have already told you, sir, that this is an emergency security checkup for your computer. So, I do believe that you are in front of your computer right now for the checkup? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, is your computer turned on, sir? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what do you exactly see on your computer screen? I don't understand your question. Okay. What do you exactly see on your computer screen? George, what do you see on the computer screen? He has he has it on. Um, he's kind of slow. We kind of call him uh, retarded. So sometimes he doesn't answer questions right. Uh, I can help him. Um, he he's at the main Windows screen right now. All right. Is yes. that right, George? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead, sir. So now have a look on your keyboard towards extreme left-hand bottom. Do you okay. see the CTRL key, control key? Okay. So just next to control key, which key do you see? Okay. No. Beside the control key, which key do you see? No, explain that again. Okay. So, have a look on your keyboard towards extreme left-hand bottom. Do you see the CTRL key, control key? Yeah. Okay. So, just next to control key, which key do you see? George, which key do you see? Do you know what he means? Yeah. <laughs> I, he's, he's half a retard, sir. I'm sorry. I'm trying to help him. I, I think it's the Windows key. Is that what you're getting at? Correct. So okay. Now, George, please listen and answer his questions, okay? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, sir. So... Just do one thing, press that four flag Windows logo key with one of your finger, only the four flag Windows logo key. Press it and hold it down. Okay. And while holding it down, press the letter R, R as in Romeo. Okay? Yeah. So what comes up on your computer screen? And, and, and I cannot comprehend all this happening. What about you? <laughs> yes. So what can you see on your computer screen, sir, on pressing Windows and R? I think you're right. <laughs> no, no. What can you see on your computer <laughs> no, no, screen? No, no, no. New one? Do they look the same? <laughs> George, answer the question, George. Yeah. I'm sorry, sir. What was your question again? 
Okay. So, <laughs> when you press the Windows logo key and R, both at the same time, what do you see on your computer screen? Do it, George. Coming up new. Tell him what you see. You've got to do something. I can't do anything. <laughs> I'm not in the same room as you, George. What do you see, sir? Yeah. <laughs> what can you see on your computer screen? Is that new one? On pressing okay. The well, very good. Now let's talk a little bit about what you mean. Okay. <laughs> so, just pressing the Windows key and R, what do you find on your computer screen? New one? I don't know. He he's. He's taken off his pants now, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what he's trying to do, but uh, what was your question again, sir? I'm, I'm very sorry. Okay. So press the Windows logo key and hold it down. And while holding it down, press the letter R, R as in Romeo. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so now what comes up? Let's go down. Okay. What can you see on your computer screen, new one? Do they look the same? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, sir, if he's doing this or not. But what, what is he supposed to see? So do you see any run window coming up on your computer screen? Yeah. <laughs> so what is written in, inside it? Okay. Can you read that? What is written there? I don't think anything's written there, sir. Well, what's written there is giant boobies. He's typed in giant boobies. <laughs> he, see, sir, he likes to search the internet for porn and things like that. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, sir. But uh, uh, what does he need to type something in there? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, George, it's really funny. This man is trying to help you, and you're being a jerk. So please listen to him and help him answer his questions. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Indeed. Okay, just type there. E as an echo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then v as in Victor. Okay. Then E as an echo once again. Okay. Then M as in Nancy. Okay. Then T as in tiger. My God. Then V okay. as in Victor once again. Yeah. Then W as in whiskey. Okay. Then R as in Roger. I think you're right. So, <laughs> could you spell that for me? What you have actually typed in there? Good point. <laughs> So what you have typed there? Goatsy. <laughs> what you typed there? It, 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 has to, it has to have started somehow. It is bizarre, to say the least. Is that sir, it? are you still there, sir? Oh, darn. He got frustrated with George. George, you son of a bitch. How dare you? I know, I didn't even get to my goatsy question. 
It is remarkable what's there, and, and it does make you wonder about the process and how it all started and, and everything else. For you, what has been the most amazing thing that has happened to you with all this? It's okay. a gap cast, everybody. So that's <laughs> that's Eddie Dean's Indian malware distrib- distribution center uh, prank phone call. Wasn't that great? Yeah, that really was. Uh Boy. The only thing missing was the gun shot on the other end when he didn't meet his quota. I just wish there were a wider bank of George Norrie sound bites to drop in there. Uh, well, but, I mean, I think that that call had the entire breadth of what could happen if George Norrie really was there. I don't think we lost anything. Jeez. So I hope that he posts that on YouTube and adds an annotation that plays throughout the entire video that sends people to the Gabcast. That would yeah, be I nice. Think that the- I think that that could be... I mean, if you look at that that Comcast call we played last week, this is far better than that. And the scam has gotten to be big again. So, What would be funny is if someone artfully inserted the George Norrie drops into that uh, Comcast cancellation oh. call. Yeah. Come on, uh, spec sheet listeners. One of you guys out there can do that. Someone who has no family and about whom nobody cares, so therefore you have a lot of time on your hands. Please do that. Thank you. Get to work. Um, speaking of that, uh, the, comma, uh, the Comcast memo on viral cancellation call, it was painful to listen to. This is another Ars Technica story. Uh, this is from an internal memo uh, published by the consumerist, written by Comcast Chief Operating Officer Dave Watson. It was painful to listen to this call, and I am not surprised that we have been criticized for it. Respecting our customers is fundamental, and we fell short in this instance. I know these retention calls are tough, and I have tremendous admiration for our retention professionals who make it easy. Why? I'm so tired of this word professionals being thrown around just willy-nilly. I remember when I used to drive a truck, the uh, term professionals was thrown around just, just... incessantly if as a driving professional you need to be sure that our professionals are held to a higher standard than the professionals who work in the truck i mean it just non-stop that's where people go because they specifically are not professionals (laughs) don't you get that that's why people are working in the retention call center for comcast specifically because they are not professionals stop throwing this stupid word around all the time that guy who was on the other end of the call from Comcast, he really thought he was a professional, though. Well, he's one of he, these guys that uh, goes and works for multi-level marketing firms and really believes that it's going to be his big ticket out. Gets mad at you when you don't join him. Right. Yes. I've seen that a zillion times. You're missing out, dude. You know, it's the ground floor. You should get in on it. You're going to really be regretting it when I pull up in my, my Beamer. It's going to yep. be convertible. I have a big house. You're missing out. Let's get, let's make this happen right now. Come on, let's go. My friend Joey actually tried to pitch me on Amway a couple of years ago. Amway, like it's 1987, and I'm living in Flint, Michigan. Come on, <laughs> stop it. Anyway, he I'm says, "I'm telling you, man, the best thing to do in that situation, whatever multi-level marketing thing they put you in or they try to get you to go to, go to it, and then get so excited and amped up and buy into everything." and then never talk to anyone there again what you got to do is stand up during the presentation and start doing the steve Ballmer jump around <laughs> i love this company <laughs> yeah. well no just like grab a notepad start like 
doing the numbers except like triple anything that they're saying and go, man, I can quit my job in like three weeks. I know you said that I'm going to get a 20% commission. I could be up to $800 a month by the end of this month, but I'm going for 1600 I love this company! <laughs> yes. I'm not sure how many homes they're going to send you to doing that. Well, it's, if you do that and then you walk out, I mean, like before you leave, I mean, you shake hands with every person. You have a big smile on your face. You tell them how many people you think you're going to be able to sell on this that you can't believe you, your family and friends have been working so hard all their life. You will never get asked again by one of those, by that person. You know what's what's conspicuously absent from all of these stories I'm reading about this Comcast call that we played last week? Pardon me, I had to burp. Nobody makes mention of whether this guy was fired or not. I never see that yeah. specifically addressed. I don't know why. Well, Is there any kind of union for... That job? Oh, for the, surely for not. Yeah, I, I would surely not. not. Too, I mean, no. Who works for a union in anything now? I mean, that's the whole problem. <laughs> yeah, I guess they are really. There's a very niche. God, I've become such a populist. Listen to me, complaining about how we need our government-run medical centers. Now I'm lamenting the fact nobody's in a union anymore. I really have gone red. I really yeah, have. I, well, it's been a slow slide from the early. Uh, well, I guess not early, but the. Uh, earlier than this episode, uh, episodes of uh, ah, my brain is two working. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, no uh, train wreck. When you were uh, you know pounding uh, your fist for uh, democracy and capitalism to today, where you're uh, the number one cheerleader for Obamacare and see that's a misassessment the of the situation, Curtis. I don't know that you've. Uh, I'm not sure you've struck the nail on the head there, as they say. But, oh, but, uh, but I swung a hammer some direction, I guarantee it. Well. I might not have hit anything, but. Keep swinging, buddy. Just make sure you fluff first, okay? Will do. Um, what's his name again? Chief Operating Officer Dave Watson. He continues, I know these retention calls are tough, and I have tremendous admiration for our retention professionals who make it easy for customers to choose to stay with Comcast. We have a retention queue because we believe in our... No, you have a retention queue because customers quit and you don't want them to. Stop with this double talk. We have a retention queue because we believe in our products and because we offer a great value when customers have their uh, the right facts to choose the package that works best for them. If a customer is not fully aware of what the product offers, we ask the retention agent to educate the customer and work with them to find the right solution. So, um, Comcast is doing the mea culpa. They're sorry, as they uh, say. Uh, but uh, no mention of whether this guy's been fired or not. It seems to me that, he, I mean, he really kind of was doing his job, was he not? I mean, maybe a little yeah. over-aggressively. <clears throat> maybe just take the guy aside and say, look, you're not really a retention professional, <laughs> Yes, you've got the button-up Walmart shirt and the clip-on tie, and you're moderately presentable. Yes, you clean up okay, but no, you are not a professional, despite the language we've been using in our memos and the uh, fact that we hammered the word professional into your head 30,000 times during the course of your training, your three-month-long training, I heard somebody say. They train these people really? for three months before they actually get on the phone and start handling uh, Wait, so, so that's more like indoctrination. I'd say three months is indoctrination. Whatever it is, it doesn't seem uh, that it's gone well for these people. I uh, yeah. When I w moved out to Utah several years ago, 
I, um, while I was out there, I decided that I would try and get a job working for AOL as one of their retention specialists. And uh, because it was a really well-paying job, it came out to something like, after bonuses and stuff, it came to like $25 an hour, um, which just to move out there and hey, get a job, it was uh, really a good job compared to what I was doing at the time. And they didn't hire me, uh, I think because they'd... It was this milk toast Mormon guy sitting at, across the table from me, and he's asking me to role play with him. And so he's the ca- calling customer who's canceling service, and I'm supposed to explain to him all the benefits of maintaining his AOL account from recipes to, uh, well, recipes. <laughs> <laughs> Keyword searches. I just couldn't do it, man. I, I could not. I couldn't fake that. I. I Failed to deliver the goods, didn't get the job, and actually I'm really thankful I didn't because just about um, two months after I didn't get that job, they ended up closing down that entire place and they liquidated it. That was around the time, actually, uh, within weeks of that famous AOL cancellation phone call that was similar to the Comcast call we played last week. That also happened that same year, just weeks apart from me... uh, Attempting to join the team. I remember during the uh, pitch, the lead up to possibly getting that job, one of the things that they they made sure to hammer home was the prestige of working for Time Warner, (laughs) one of the (laughs) nation's uh, preeminent entertainment vessels, Time Warner. Back then they were. I mean, Time Warner was a big name. Remember they were buying everything? I just forgot that even if I mute my mic... Uh, and we have a caller, and uh, well, they hung up. I guess they're not there anymore. But we did have a caller. But I forgot that <laughs> when I mute my mic, the caller still hears me hacking and coughing into the oh, microphone. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't have enough aux sends on my mother, my mother, my mixer board here. Your, your mother. And, <laughs> yeah, I hooked up a I hooked up a gateway motherboard. <laughs> That's how we're doing the show. Oh, here yeah. we go. We'll see if we can get this person on here again. Um, okay, are you there? Hello, hello. Okay, well, that person's gone again. I don't know. Uh, problem problem with playback device. What in the hell's up with that? That doesn't sound good. Does that mean we can't take any calls? Uh, uh, if oh, you don't mind, I see. Let, let, Here we go. High-definition you... audio device, and then speakers, high-definition audio device. Let me test that. Okay, there we go. Now, if you try calling again, everything should work just fine. I had the... Uh, for whatever reason, the Skype call was trying to come in on the same sound card that Curtis is on. Uh, we can't have that. Why, why don't that you was almost a t- disaster. Yeah, why, why don't you tell me the setup, and I'll, I'll help you fix it live on the air. Um, anybody interested in audio cancer? Here we go. We're serving up a heaping <laughs> of it for you. Let's uh, get that out there. So uh, thanks to Comcast and their apology memo. I'm very thankful that they dumped that on us. Uh, that makes it all better, and I will now move my family to a state and or city where I can too, I also can uh, acquire Comcast service because the well, apology memo, a- that uh, that pushed me over the edge there. Thanks. Yeah, well, you, you could move to uh, the place that is the, the national headquarters, actually international headquarters of the Michael Van Dieven Fan Club, Muncie, Indiana. I'm not so sure it is. I mean, the only person we've got coming at us from that uh, that that enclave is Gatun now, and um, oh no, we still have uh, Jordan too. He just hasn't called. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, See, the, I just coughed yeah, again. That was the most random. That was the most random thing to find out that somebody else who listened to Trainwreck was in Muncie. I still can't believe that. Uh, hi, caller. I can hear you. Hi, caller. My apologies Hello. to you. Um, I, I, I sometimes forget that the caller can hear me coughing, regardless of whether I've muted my mic or not. Hi. How are you? Hello. I'm, I'm happy to accept your apologies. Hello. Is this Michael? That's me. Hi. Uh, turn your Hello, radio Michael. On. This is Michael. It's great to hear you again. Uh, which Michael? There are several. Uh, I'm Jack Star. Oh. I'm Michael. <laughs> well, see, now, you in this context are wonderful. On a forum... Maybe not so much. Well, maybe you should read your own forum, man. I don't know what to tell you. Well, what does that mean? It means that while you're sleeping, the mewling gang of sycophants that you've given the keys to your forum are constantly editing your forum. And all my wonderful posts get deleted long before you get to read them. And all that's left behind are the terrible posts. So basically you're saying there's uh, people who are out to get you. you I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I don't think they're out to get me. Well, okay. I will agree with you that everything everybody posts there sucks, with the exception of what you posted. That is true. Okay, now everybody? That seems like a really inclusive term. Uh, well, you're his favorite poster. Who's? You're in whose? I'm, I'm... No, no, Michael, Jackstar is your favorite poster, right? Not necessarily, but my favorite human. Uh, okay. Well... What what I love God, is thank that. you for that, Michael. I really appreciate that. Well, you called into you called into my silly little spinning the hits show that I occasionally do, where I pretend for about two hours that I'm a DJ and someone actually cares. And uh, I remember that, man. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and you were entirely pleasant to talk to, but then for some reason on the forum, you're just it's Snarkville with you. Well, what, I, what's, I have a quick question: Is uh, how's the relationship going? Oh, yeah. We never got to that either. Yeah. I haven't talked to her in fucking weeks. Have you? <laughs> That's probably a good plan, from what I can tell. Well, we've got a surprise for you, Jack Star. <laughs> yeah. On the yeah. phone with us now is... Uh, no. You are not the father. <laughs> I wish. I, I Man, that would be the finest. That would be the greatest surprise ever. That would be so awesome. <laughs> but no. So, uh... I, I have to say that I, I, I was so... Uh, confused. It, it, it was entertaining at first, but then it, it quickly went another direction. But the girlfriend thing on the forum? No, no, no. no the girlfriend thing is about the time and things went a different direction. But you like regularly posted pretty interesting things that went into the flow, and then just all of a sudden it was like, nope, not anymore. I'm flipping the switch. Yeah, it was as though uh, perceptions. Well, that is perception. I mean, but everybody oh, yeah. has their perceptions. If not, what else can people go by? Oh, no. well. Well, look, look. I'm willing. I'm willing to certainly. I'm willing to certainly admit that my performance art is not always acceptable to every audience. But I can't really apologize for my nature. Well, no one's asked you to apologize. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> you just, just banned my ass. Yeah, and fuck the apology. Just get rid of him. Off with his head. Well, no one cut your head off either. It's just, uh, it's a forum yeah, ban. My fingers and my ability to speak. <laughs> By the way, am I still the only person banned? Is it, is it just me with the honor? No. Um, <laughs> there were a couple. I, I can't remember off the... It, it just escapes my mind. It's like uh, molestation memories. After it happens, I just... Uh, I uh, Leave the mind. Leave the mind. Happy thoughts. And I uh, proceed oh, about well, life. Okay, I, since, hang on a second. I got to say here. Andy, I'm, I'm on the phone with the internet, so just be quiet, please. Who's Andy? Okay. Who's Andy? Are you in Australia? He's my friend. I'm at a house. 
<laughs> no, I'm in Seattle. There's so many pieces of the puzzle that just came that. together for me. Jasmunda and Jack Starr. See, it's peas in a pod. By the way, is Jasmunda listening? Because i got to tell I, I love him. No, I don't, I don't know he's... why he secretly pretends to hate me or something, but I like. I, I should really like that guy. Do you really? Yeah, really. I don't know where his fault is. Uh, he, he literally wants to rape your mother's face. That'd be fine with me. I'll give him my address. My God, take care of a problem for me already. He can paint my house while he's at it. I, I, let me add, I mean, I don't, sometimes, uh, here's the thing. I think sometimes people fail, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily a failing on your point, uh, on your part, this is not a critique of you, this is just an observation. <laughs> I think sometimes... Yeah, are you observing me or are you observing my performance art? Well, I mean, I, see, that's it. In your mind, what you do is performance art, but sometimes... Yeah, right. I is performance art, who I am is different. Sometimes people fail to perceive how it is that their written word is going to be perceived by others. And I think you're a I perfect concur. example of that. I mean, and I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, but what am I going to do, ban myself? <laughs> well, you could ban yourself, but you don't have to post, so what would be the difference? Well, that's true. I just let people post for me, and I rake in the AdSense revenue. It's a beautiful system. You should... It's, it's a wonderful system. I just sit back and I collect thought, the cash. I thought about getting into it, but since you perfected it, why would I bother? Getting into what? Having a coast-to-coast uh, -coast AM-based forum? No, just a forum in general, or a rake in the AdSense dollars. I mean, oh my god, it's like a money you, machine. Holy crap. There was this guy who used to be on the forum named Falky. If you and him got together, I hear he's got a booming forum. He's not banned. Falky's not banned. No, I said he used oh, to be on the me. forum. There's a uh, there, there, right? you can hear me? he ha go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jackstar. Curtis, we haven't met. I, I I sincerely admire you. By the way, I like you. Hey, cool, awesome. Wow, you never <laughs> said that to me. Thanks. Okay. That's well, yeah. I said that to you when we first met. No, I don't think you did. I'll go back and listen, but I don't uh -huh. recall that, sir. Thank you. Uh, by the way, Michael, 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 you, you I, should I, unban this guy I, right now. I don't want <sighs> to. I don't want to ban anyone. It's just this: when when you what? post on the forum and it seems that. Everything you post has a level of snark attached to it, as opposed to just engaging in normal human conversation with other people. Eventually, it's just gonna. The, if it's a if it's shtick, if it's your performance art, as you say, um, eventually people are obviously gonna tire of that. I mean, you can't have a conversation with other people where that is being little nuggets of that are being dropped in everywhere people look i mean that it just doesn't work in the context of a forum you calling the show right now shit i'll keep you on here for 30 minutes i don't care i mean there's nothing i, know, I missed you I well I, I can detect sarcasm far more readily in speech than i can in uh, the typed form and uh, sir i just picked up a uh, just picked up a tinge there Actually, I don't think I, I think the needle's been all the way on sarcasm from the beginning, but that's cool. That's the I, I agree. Well, I that's the great thing about it. I actually just kind of forgot about you this one time. I was going to call on a Monday, and then I got distracted. Then like seven o'clock rolled around, I was like, "Oh fuck, I forgot about that guy who banned me." Why'd that happen? Okay, now let me ask you this, Jack Star. Now you're going yes, to sir. have to be extremely self-aware. If I unban you, can you not snark everybody out with every post? 
And I'm not it even, depends. and listen, I'm not even putting this in front of you as like, I, the mighty Michael, am asking you, the serf, the peasant, the plebe, if you would like to use the bounty that is my forum, and if you would like to, no, I'm not presenting this to you in that context. I'm just saying, I don't want to ban anybody. It's just that when everyone yeah. is, is, at least from my perception of things, pissed off with the way things are going, I can't just not do something about that. I mean, I, I make money off of the forum, you see. It's a business. Yeah, seriously. I sincerely appreciate the position you're in because it's a delicate one. Well, it's not really delicate. It's a, you know, but... <laughs> I mean, uh, governments will survive or crumble on this decision. But all I mean, you need is one uh, white crow. Which, it's been so difficult reading a forum, what with all the proxy batting. <clears throat> but I'm wondering, is there a really exciting thread about the plane that blew up? Yeah, I, I haven't read much of it, but there is a rather uh, lively thread. My f headphones just oh, fell man. off. I'm so disoriented <laughs> right now. <laughs> have so you guys heard the, the, the rumor? Lately. I really wanted to get on the forum and talk about it, but I just haven't been able to. Well, then, okay, I will unban you if you'll just stop snarking the shit out of people. That's all. Okay, no, i got to bring well, up no, Okay, no, honestly. No, it's going to be a ratio. Like five times. Look, point of order, point of order. I honestly don't know what you mean by the word snark other than the fact that it has five letters. Okay, okay, okay. I guess what I would, at least in terms of your brand of what I would call snark, it is the level of sarcasm and indirect communication that you engage in with everybody. That's the best way I can synthesize my assessment of it. And I'm sure there are other people listening right now who would love to call in 573-837-4948. That's 573-837-4948. Jack Star is on the line, and if you could explain to him, perhaps with uh, better wordage than I've been able to round up here, what it is that annoys you about his approach. See, you're not you're not even letting me speak. We got to have a conversation here. I'm trying I'm trying to uh, impart upon the audience the importance of calling in and explaining to you so that you can understand what it is about your posts that annoys people, and we need to get that message out there. But see, you're not even letting me do that with me. I don't know. I give up. You're, I well, can't, I can't well, do that. I can't work like this. It's the great well, rebanning. No, I'm just kidding. You do run off the mouth a lot, to be honest. Uh, mouth uh, off a lot? Uh, you do run on at the mouth a lot. Well, you sit down and fill two hours without talking. <laughs> what do you want? Well, hey, you I know, can do that pretty well. I'll that later, but right now I'm a little busy. Okay, okay. Something okay, about are you, are you hotels and are you on a public bus. May I have the floor briefly? Go ahead. Okay, I did not call to ask to be unbanned, and I think that if I were to be unbanned, it would have to be handled delicately because you have a certain number of members of a certain forum clique that I am not in a position to identify, but you've got some people there who are, they got a serious hatred on for me, which I don't really understand, Okay, it is what it is. I understand what you're saying, but here's the first thing you have to understand about me. I hate, hate, hate clicks and this perception right. of there being a click at the on Belgab that determines what happens anytime there's a quote-unquote executive decision made that's just not right. the case i mean 
I, yeah, I, B, I can attest that he's, what he's saying is true. B-Dub, a host of the Gabcast, was banned for a I short like while B-dub. because he was following oh, yeah. someone around the forum, and they were trolling one another, and they were flaming one another, and I asked him to stop, and it continued, and so he got banned. Eddie Coyle was banned for like nine months. There's never been a more popular... There's, hard, there's hardly been a more popular poster than Eddie Coyle, and he was banned for like nine months. I was so sad about that. That was the best part of the interview. Yeah, I came on your floor. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Are you kidding me? I don't know who has the floor right now. I'm sorry. You do. You do. Oh, I wanted to tell you, I love Eddie Coyle. Eddie Coyle was the first person that I had on my ignore list when I came to your floor back in 2013. Really? He was the first one. Why? <laughs> because he was so awesome. I put people who were cool on the ignore list so I can, like, know who they are. Okay, see, now that's a uh, level that, that of circular logic that I can't even begin to uh, wrap my mind around. Perhaps I'm just not meant to. Well, you know, the thing what, about Eddie is, you know, what? I don't agree with everything that Eddie posts, and I get it when he's going on a rant. And that, I think that's the key for you, Jack Star, is that I know there's times when you're posting because you actually have a point of view you're trying to share, and there's other times that, you know, you're just doing it, like you said, performance art. And I, that's cool. Do what you're going to do. But... Man, you got to have a good ratio of uh, right giving real opinions and then also just blasting with with stuff. I mean, you're obviously I, I, an intelligent person. Right. You obviously are like in ter- in literary terms, you're obviously brilliant. You know how to write. You know how to arrange thoughts. Just do it in a way that directly communicates with people, rather than communicating with people in riddles that seemed designed to illustrate to people how much smarter than them you are. My moon is in Gemini and my Mercury is in Aries. I don't got to do nothing. Understandably, but I do have to do this point. Did you hear Andy? He's over here on the other side of the deck. I'm, I'm talking on a Jambox speakerphone. I'm not sure if you can hear him. Uh, I heard somebody, but I didn't. I, it was unintelligible. Wait, He's was he a Pisces? He's my very good friend. I'd like to bring him into the conversation, but I have to stand like closer to him that I feel comfortable. <laughs> Hang on, Andy, say something. Well, I do have to agree with your point. Yeah, he's on your side. <laughs> Thank you. This call suddenly becomes worthwhile. I'm Michael Van David. <laughs> well, you know, there there is that, but you know, uh, you know, you have to open your mind and expand it to a point of uh, uh, another <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. reality. You're going very Mr. Fidget on us here. Be careful. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> hey, I'm pro fidget. I, uh, I well, you, you can be pro fidget. That's why I'm just saying that in, in a two two or three way conversation, you can't go fidget. Anyway, Jack Star, I know you did not call the show for the purpose of asking to be unbanned, but I'm saying, but that's not why I call. Okay, well then, you know what? If you will make an attempt not to just snark the shit out of everybody with everything you post, and hopefully, Art. hopefully, sure. I, I'm I know you don't like or appreciate, or I'm not even sure you necessarily understand what I mean when I use that word no. snark, but hopefully no. that's uh, that's the best way I can convey it to you. Snark. Well, how about this? Are you going to be willing to start reading my emails again? Um, if that's a condition, don't I don't do know it. When you- uh, yeah, that's there, a, that's, no a, Dude, that's a thing about the forum is there are no conditions. How many have you sent that were not received by me, at least to your knowledge? Well, I don't know when you stopped filtering them, but you must have filtered them because at one point I was emailing you like every hour. It's some good shit, man. You should check your spam filter. Well, uh, gee, I can't imagine why I blocked it. What a, what a silly <laughs> goose I am. <laughs> I just, well, uh, I started sending you rebuses. <laughs> well, that, 
Just uh, start sending the cockpicks and the unbanning is or the uh, unblocking is forthwith. <laughs> no, no, using using the penis in the form of a rebus is cheating. Uh, no, we're not talking about that. Don't have you don't have roosters? I'm sorry. What did you say? You're blocking out. Uh, it was rooster a, photos. That, that's what he's talking photos. about. Yeah. A- anyway, no, so what, what Jackstar? What was it that you specifically called about? Oh well, specifically, I wanted to touch base with you because I was uh, on the forum through my proxy, maneuvered through Russia, whatever, together, yeah. and then I saw on UFO ship that you weren't going to have a have a, a spec sheet today, and then that you were, and right. that was obviously the secret coded message that I needed to call today. So I rearranged my schedule so I could call in and say hello. Well, there has to be some level of appreciation for the fact that he does like and or follow this show, Curtis. Well, that, I give him a point. You get a point. Well, so the entire reason I go here is because I like That's you. one point ahead of everybody else. So, Jack Star, is it possible that you'll try and be a little conscious of how your posts might be read by others? That's all I ask. Well... That is certainly true. And I must tell you, I can tell you this on an open channel. The last time I was banned, I got a lot of information from that banning. I don't ban myself on purpose, but when I do get banned, I pay close attention to what I posted last that caused the banning. I got a lot of information about your operation, and I don't think that's going to happen again. You know what I mean? Well, what do you, what oh, yeah, do you mean by that? Like, uh, you Look, have... My guess is whatever you got banned for probably was... A build-up. I, mean, I don't know. I have no idea. But... All my posts were deleted. <laughs> like, none of your posts were deleted. <laughs> yeah, so I've never... okay. Why do I want to delete posts? Uh, well, the only posts that were deleted were the posts that the, the last few posts you submitted, which essentially were a complete derailment of a thread somebody started about something that had absolutely nothing to do with what you were posting. I don't know if you were in a oh, manic I... phase at that moment. I don't know what was happening. But that totally. it, it seemed like you you made a, an explicit and deliberate attempt to just entirely derail somebody's thread. That was in addition to all the other complaining and everything else associated with people's frustrations. And so, yeah, that's what that was what pushed it over the edge. Can you help me start a podcast that's titled "The Ministry of Truth"? Because I think I've got a real calling for that. I would be entirely happy to advise you. <laughs> That would be awesome. I mean, I it's really not that hard. You just need a mixer and an internet no. connection and a few sound cards. And a ginger. You want to need a bodyguard to keep him getting a shot in the head. I don't like know. Kennedy. I got to say, whatever that is you're calling in on, it really does sound like ass in a box. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I apologize for my sound fidelity. I'm on my friend's phone that's Bluetooth over to a jam box that's been dropped like five times. By jam box, do you mean jawbone? Is it a red? Yeah, yeah, jawbone jam box. It's great for sound, not so great for talking. Huh. But is it red? I actually didn't think I'd get on. I thought you'd just ban me. Well, why would I ban you from the show? Just because you don't necessarily fit into the context of a forum post doesn't mean you're dead as a human being. Come on. Oh, my okay, God. Okay. Really? You... Well, let me rethink that. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I... Well, here's the thing. Okay, you mentioned to me on a number of occasions that I was that I was posting out of line. But I still, to this day... I would never use that terminology. Who... You're right. Yeah, I'm, that I'm doesn't sound like this. you at all. Posting out of no, line. Well, I would never say that to you. Well, you didn't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't mean to imply that I was quoting you directly. Okay. But the, the impression I got was that I was misbehaving, right? But I still don't know who got pissed off, nor do I know what exactly I did that was wrong, because I'm just sort of fumbling around in the dark. 
But it doesn't really matter who the who's, the where's, and what for's. A lot of new shit has come to light, man. She kidnapped herself. <laughs> the rug is not the okay. issue, man. The Chinaman the rug is, is not the issue. issue. Oh yeah, the Chinaman is not the issue. And dude, oh, that's right. Please. I can imagine. You know, I bet a lot has happened in the last four weeks, hasn't it? Oh, I don't I'm a walrus. Michael, been- I gotta talk to you privately about what has happened. Like after you banned me, like people, like there was that thread that went up to like nine pages before you scrolled it off the front page. People were asking where I went. When I tell you where I went and what I did, you were gonna wet your pants. Oh my god, I got an exclusive. My fr- yeah, that's not important. It's where you went and me. what you did after the first what? banning or the second banning? Oh God. Um, I don't know how many, how many times. <laughs> I want to know banned. what that guy just said <laughs> that for. I get the I, impression that there are going to be bounty towels required in the course of uh, hearing the story. Anyway, I would love to tell you. I, I will tell you later where I've been. It's an amazing story. <laughs> I got pictures that you won't believe. It's the kind of story that's like amazing. I think oh you're God. attempting to bait me into uh, removing your email address from my spam filter. I think that's what this is an attempt to do. <laughs> the, I thought you already said that. Curiosity got no, the best of me. You. I just had to put him on my important list. <laughs> I don't want to tell the NSA. I'll just want to tell you privately. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Well, um, but later. I mean, there's no rush. I mean, Jack Star. Listen, I or Michael. I don't hate you as a human being. You Thank are you. free Thank to continue breathing the same oxygen that my daughter and I breathe. Um, Does it have plutonium too? Because there's plenty here. Well, it depends how close you are to the Nevada test site. Uh, well, but, I'm pretty uh, close to Fukushima. I'm just trying to gauge where you are so we can send some people to take care of business. <laughs> the more information <laughs> I can get out of this guy while on the keep him on the line. The trace is almost done. Okay, <laughs> almost there. All right, Almost Michael. There. We're we're twenty one and a half minutes in. I have to hang up on you now. I okay. I I, I, I actually wanted to talk to you about my four G Samsung Infuse. Really, you're just room, now right? getting to that. Really, okay. Please proceed. <laughs> Holy shit! It's a legitimate problem. Okay. Well, we don't have time for that. I've eaten up the time. I'll Why do we not have time? Oh yeah, we have a commercial break coming up. Oh. One of our many robust <laughs> hard sponsors. Breaker is just so eagerly anticipating the opportunity to reprise our audience of the products they would like. Actually, Go ahead. As, as a serious point, I'm, I'm actually really, I'm really incapable of reading people's uh, emotional states or subjects or whatever. I thought you were trying to get rid of me. If you want to talk about my Samsung 4G views, we can. I would have hung up on you by now if I didn't want to. Okay. Anyway, so I have this Samsung 4G views. I had it for like three years. And, like, the day that the Snowden files got released, remember when Eddie Snowden, that's Eddie Snowden, he, like, came out, or Glenn, I guess Glenn Greenwald did, and he said, oh, my God, oh, my God, prison, everybody's watching everything. I happened to be on the web, like I am every day, and the uh, the musical group, They Might Be Giants, have you heard of them? I've heard of, of them, yes. Okay, well, they posted a clip on their site, and they posted it to YouTube, of a little uh, satirical ditty they did. And it's supposed to be like a ringtone that you put on your phone, and it goes like this. All connected through the NSA. Rights protected through the NSA. It goes like that, right? (laughs) It's a great song. You can find it on YouTube. And it's like 23 seconds long, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I've known that the NSA has been watching everything since, like, 1992. So Chas Eddie Snowden's revelation was no big deal for me. I thought it was hilarious. Everybody, like, freaked out about it. Oh, my God, is he telling the truth? Yeah, he was. Why was 1992 the year for you? Just just when I happened to, like, read the news. I mean, it's not like it's a big surprise. But I think at that time, oh, most yeah. people weren't even entirely certain that there was an NSA. Isn't that the case? 
at that yeah. time? Yeah, I think at that I think at that time most people were still confused about how to log on to AOL. I don't think there was an AOL if only in nineteen ninety two. Yeah, there was Prodigy. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> well, in our Prodigy. So, anyway, uh, so here's the deal. Okay, so I, I thought it was funny because I think most things are funny, including funerals. You know, shoot me, whatever. So I, I got the I got I downloaded the the clip off of YouTube off of from the Bay My Pajama Planet, and I made the song my ringtone on my phone. And within 24 hours, my phone had been completely soft-bricked to a degree that I am unable to fix. And I'm pretty clever. I can fix phones. This thing is hosed. Well, now, what happens from the moment you turn it on? It tries, it tries to boot over and over and over. It's like, it's like boot loop. Did you ever root the phone? the phone? Yes. Oh. Um, okay, so have you tried going into the bootloader and doing a factory reset from in there? Yes. Yes. And are you talking about the factory bootloader or the recovery? No. I've tried both. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, let, okay. Let me let me fast forward to the end. I'm willing to send you the phone through the mail and let you try and fix it. Oh my god, he wants you my address. Curtis. He wants my yeah. address. <laughs> no, I'll send it to a drop yeah, yeah. I don't care. <clears throat> I'm not saying that there's been red flags during this call, but you might want to think that there's been red flags during no, this call. No, I'll send it to Falky, and you can pick it up from him. I would be, I, I, I well, would wait. be willing to take a look at the phone for you. Um, we're just gonna have to. Well, what I is that it. stupid sound from your goddamn phone? I like Bluetooth. You know, whatever. Can I'm you stop using the Bluetooth and just put the phone up to your head? No, I already cancer. Well, Airplane. what do you think is emitting from the Bluetooth headset? Wait, it's RF. Wait, wait. You were you were comfortable posting on Bell Gab, but you're scared to hold a phone up to your head. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, okay. Here's the deal. We will we will find a way for you to get the device to me, and I'll be happy to look at it for you. Now, when I bought it, I bought it from a woman at a parking lot, like at a Walmart or something, off a of Craigslist, and I bought it like three years ago. And it was like top of the line. I got a great deal. Paid like two hundred bucks for it. And I was so happy it was unlocked. I used it like a dog for like a while. And then when it got bricked, it was already obsolete. So it's not really a big deal. And it's not like I really, I mean, it's, it's probably worth like $70 now. However, in the interest of science, I don't really care. I mean, I would ship it to Julian Assange if I could, but I don't know him. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if the phone got fixed, but it's definitely broken in a very interesting way. It should be looked at. You know what I mean? Hmm. Well, I'd be, happy to, I'd be happy to take a look at it. Go ahead, Curtis. My guess is that because yeah. it, it all started when you put the ringtone on there, right? Well, it didn't all start then. It worked fine for like another half a day or yeah. so, and then it just seriously just stopped working. Like as though it had been struck by lightning from Thor. Well, what I yeah, would, well, what I would say. How big was the file? Is my question. Because I, I bet. I'm that, sorry. What was that, Curtis? Curtis, are you well, seriously I, asking? Like, are you being serious <laughs> at this hey, moment? Hey, shut up! All right, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> what I what I, I'm, I'm getting pulled in. What I would say is, let's find a way for you to get the device to me. I will be happy to take a look at it. And, I mean, typically, I mean, there are two different ways to factory restore an Android device that's been rooted. There's the, typically that's the case, there's the factory bootloader, uh, and there is the recovery uh, bootloader. Well, it's not really a bootloader. It's called the recovery mod, which is uh, <clears throat> clockwork mod. Uh, those of you who've rooted your Android devices, chances are pretty good that you've come ac across clockwork mod. Um Typically, if you go into both of those and you do a reset, a factory reset, you wipe the Dalvik cache, you do a factory restore, you clear, uh, there's a few other things you can clear. You do all of that in both of those and you still are boot looping, 
something's up. So, um, yeah, we'll find a way for you to get the device to me. And um, I'm not sure how we're going to do that with you being banned. It's going to require Belgab a couple and, blind, several blind drops are going to be required for this. So I hope uh, everybody enjoyed the uh, Jackstar call to the Gabcast uh, tonight. <laughs> and um, yeah, so, I don't know. Some people I just uh, like, I'm, I, I'm guessing that if I ran into him just in the course of normal day-to-day life or just talking to him on the phone here, he's an all right dude, but sometimes the written word totally and utterly changes the context of your interactions with somebody else. And that is a perfect, as perfect an example of that as I've ever found. Yeah, I, I have no issue with, with sarcasm or even being the butt of a joke, but it's so much easier to be that when you're hearing it and then you get the nuances of it versus right. something being typed out. That's why I, I'll play along, you know. I don't. I mean, the Anthony Cumia thing is an example of that. Like um, the guys that uh, Opie and Jim Norton, who came and uh, continued the show after Anthony was fired, uh, about a week or a week and a half after Anthony was fired, they made the point. You know, if we had just been on the air the next day after that event happened with Anthony being assaulted and then going on Twitter with his what was argued to be a racially charged uh, series of tweets, if they had just gone on the air the, the following day, uh, they would have been able to address that in a way that would have certainly prevented the firing because of the additional context that's inherent in the spoken word as opposed to something somebody's written, particularly when it's only in 140 characters. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, gentlemen. Hey there. Who's this? Gatun. <laughs> What's up, brother? Gatun, how are you? Member number two of the Van Dieven Enterprises fan club of Muncie, Indiana. I believe he's Indiana. the secretary. I believe Actually, he was I don't nominated. live in Muncie anymore. Oh, boy. See how? Yeah, but it, it's theater of the mind, dude. He, he was voted secretary at the last uh, chapter meeting, so that's pretty important. I don't know how you're going to be. What, what are you secretarying if there are no hey, members? We, we, we have important meetings. I'm pretty sure that Jackstar is going to join now, too. I just hope he doesn't come to our local chapter office to turn in his form that's a little bit elitist on your part curtis anyway got to uh what's going well, on mail it in oh uh just uh calling about the 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 samsung that he what he did infuse. say he had a samsung phone right yeah uh, infuse was it a samsung infuse yeah i mean it's I an older it phone okay so what are your thoughts yeah, on that he, you, you can always use download. Oh, I don't know if it, the Infuse would have that, but it, it, it might. It should still have download mode, and you can use Odin to actually flash it with an original file. Uh, yeah, that's right. On Samsung devices, um, on on Motorola, dev- I'm, my head is sort of stuck in Motorola mode because most of the Android hacking that I did was always in the Motorola world. And I, what do they call those files on Motorola devices? Um, it's like an, it's, an, it's an executable that you can run in Windows, and it essentially just totally wipes the entire device back to factory specs. It's just, it's the equivalent of the Odin Flash in the Samsung universe. But that may that very well may be the solution right there. That just didn't occur to me. Yeah, I mean that's usually the uh, the best way to get it back to a you know a true factory. That way you can reroute it and everything like that, because most likely it has something to do with the root issue or something wipes the system partition because you have root access. Yeah, 
Well, whenever the device gets to me, I'll take a look at that. I'm sorry, we got it. I have to just go through the calls because we're coming to the end of the show anyway. Um, hi there, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, it's Jack Dargan. What's, oh my god, I just hung up on a perfectly good caller to go. No, I'm just kidding. What's up? <laughs> How are my levels? I'm looking for a phone. Yeah, that, that's it's better. Good, good. Now, I wasn't sure if we got disconnected because of technological problems or if you were just tired of me. And now I can't hear anything. I think I can't hear anything. Well, I think I'm done. Can't hear anything. No, it says I'm connected. So what's going on? No, it's not actual name. Okay, Curtis, are you there? Oh, let me do this. Are you there now, Curtis? Curtis. Not sure what you're saying, what Okay, now I hear you. Huh? You were muted, I or something, I don't know what. That's weird. Um, well, I was just are talking you hearing about... your, are you hearing yourself now? Yes, I am. Right now you well, are. Well, wait. Okay, let me keep talking because I was hearing myself just a moment ago, but I'm not now, so I think. I'm okay. Talking. Well, I just potted up both of us down and just kind of left them hanging there just, <laughs> to see what happens. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, I... but then when I came back to you, you were just totally not there, and I was like, okay, what did I do? Well, no, I, I love when you and I both are on the same page without even realizing it because I just muted my mind. Oh, did I you? Was gonna... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was okay. like you're taking the lead on it, and when you when you when whatever happened happened, it was. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, that's always been one of my favorite Opie and Anthony bits when they just sort of <laughs> let a caller hang there and just do the they call it the silent game. It works uh, really well. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Gatun. If you want to call back in, go ahead. I just had to take that call. I I, I wasn't sure who it was. We get so few calls on this show that uh, when they come in, I have to take them. And well, I, I love that Gatun and I both, when we hear a problem, we want to actually think through what could have been the reason for the problem and how to fix it. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, sorry to the people in the chat room listening. I hope that was entertaining. I, it, I, I was hoping that something more would be said rather than just uh, dead air as he was well, waiting for I us. I like to the see. fact that that he's hanging out with his friends and listening to us. Yeah, like I said, I mean, he's uh, making fun he's, of us uh, right now, but. Well, that's. I mean, he's he's an all right guy. I mean, just in the context of a forum, maybe it doesn't work so well. I don't know. Yeah, I just I think it's amazing that he he had so many posts that had him in like the fold of just regular people posting, and then just all of a sudden, I don't even know what it was. I missed probably the moment that it happened, but I come back to the forum and see the the ex girlfriend stuff, and it was like, wow, this is gone. It's totally different direction that you could never expect and that's one of the cool things about a forum that is as open as bell gab is you know, actually, not according con- to some people it's stalinist well, yeah. 
Well, have, well, you are. Like, have a, you seen Falky's forum? At uh, I think it's the guy from Pix. It's guy from Pit. Is it the guy from Pittsburgh? Yeah. Hey, be be careful. That, yeah, because it's the guy from Pittsburgh. Dot boardhost. Dot com. Is that it? <laughs> Board b o r e d. Well, let's not be so overly critical, Curtis. I'm not. Uh, I, I just want to make sure I get it right. Let's uh, let's be fair to others. I'm not sure this is very Christ-like on your part. <laughs> uh, well, if, if I'm looking at that path, and I have several steps away from it. I probably need to. The, the entire form is basically a dedication to what a Stalinist I am. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically the entire purpose of that forum is to talk about what a shitbag I am. It's been a while since I've I've gone there. I'll have to, like when it first opened up, and I saw a link to it. Of course, I went to it, but uh, hmm. it's been a while. Well, uh, I would encourage people to go to the guy from Pittsburgh.boardhost.com. Only serious posts, please. Thank you. You know, if you type <laughs> M, if you go there and you type MV, which is my handle on Belgab, it'll be removed. There's like a it's there's oh, a sensor. Yeah, there's a filter that's automatically set up to remove that and redact it. Um, and <laughs> also, if you type Belgab, the same thing happens. I'm told. Really? I, I I sent Falky a letter, uh, a private message the other day. I said, "Hey, quit being a pussy. Call into the spec sheet and talk about what your problems are." I mean, um, hey, I tried I'm, I'm not now. afraid to talk to you about it in an open public forum, and you're not even banned on Belgab. So talk about it, whatever. I mean, come on, I'm not as bad as people think I am. Am I, Curtis? Am I as bad as people think? Hey, Ma, am I as bad as the kids in the playground say I am, Ma? Tell me I'm good, Ma. Anyway, uh, if you want to be on the show tonight, the number to I call. I to try out your trick. It's uh, it was rather uncomfortable for me. I, I didn't. I don't like my own dog food. Apparently, it's uh, the number to call if you want to be on the show is five seven three eight three seven forty nine forty eight five seven three eight three seven forty nine forty eight. We'll be happy to take your calls about anything you want to talk about on tonight's Gabcast uh, episode. Actually, this is the spec sheet. But it's become something of a gabcast, it seems. Yeah, uh, that's why I kept thinking uh, that whole time is that 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 was far more gabcast. Although uh, probably made more sense because you're on this show for him to talk to you. There's probably not much to be said on the gabcast if you if, if they don't have the ability to unban him. That is specifically why I didn't want to be on the gabcast anymore because I felt like since I have the administrative keys to the forum that. If I say something on the Gabcast, then it's going to be perceived as, oh, this is the official position of the forum. This person sucks or that person. You know, I just didn't want to be encumbered by any of that. I'd rather just let four people who don't have a dog in the race. Is that the phrase? A dog in the race? Yeah. uh, Well, uh, yeah, I think you're fine in that usage. I don't want to. One of the things I love about the uh, the forum is the fact that there is no real, there, there, there's no major direction that you're pushing saying, this is what we need to be. This is what Belgab is. Because it changes. I mean, it goes through, in a year, it goes through cycles of it's really focused on paranormal or it's really focused on politics. It's a, a dog in the fight, horse in the race. Cat Smile is correct in the chat really? room. <laughs> yeah, something it about it, it sounded felt, perfectly fine to me. Something about, was, I, something about it just felt wrong to me. And I all confidence just drained <laughs> out of my body through my feet into the carpet um <laughs> there's going to be a little bit of cleaning 
to take place tonight after this show. Dog well, in okay, so it's dog in the fight, horse in the race. Horse yeah, in this didn't race. Have a dog in the fight. And I also got a little bit confused because that dog won't hunt. That kind of yeah. got thrown in my mind to it. I was uh, having visions of JFK. Uh, <laughs> that dog don't hunt. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, this is the spec sheet. It's a show about technology, and uh, so if you have tech support questions. And by the way, thanks, Gatun, for calling in with the Odin uh, suggestion for Samsung devices. For whatever re- that just did not pop into my mind. Although, oh, you know, if you're stuck in a boot loop, I don't know if you're going to be able to do that because I think you have to be in the factory bootloader while the Odin is taking place. Maybe I'm wrong about that. If somebody wants to post in the chat room, uh, that would be appreciated. Me, I should have brought this up while he was on the line too to ask both of you, but have you seen with the, the newer Samsung devices, and I don't know if other uh, Android phones have it, but there is a warranty checker that if you go to root the device that it'll hit, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but uh, th- it'll, it'll trip a flag, basically, if you try to root the phone. Well, Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, let me go to my Super Sue app, and I think it's going to tell me what that is called. Oops. Um, no, we don't want to do that. Um, update to pro- enable super user, show notifications, clear logs. Knox, that's the name of it. Yes, K-N-O-X. Yeah. And um, I don't know if that's what's responsible for this or not, but there is a, a, a T-Mobile app. It's the T-Mobile My Account app. And if you look at the general account info, no, you go to Device Health, and it gives you a rundown of what your phone's current health assessment is. It's usually bullshit. It's pretty much useless. But um, there is something in here that gives the status of your device, whether it's rooted or not. So there is now an official mechanism at least with T-Mobile, yeah. for your carrier to know if you've rooted the, dev- the device or not. Which, that kind of annoys me a little bit. So, And I've always been really annoyed by the entire premise of your warranty being void because you rooted the device. Rooting your device is purely a software matter. I mean, you have Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's so reversible. That is so correctable. That is, that is just so not relevant to the validity validity of my warranty or the lack thereof. And I feel like that's just sort, sort of an arbitrary uh, in for the device manufacturers or the carriers to get out of honoring a warranty. They say, what is the one of the number one things people are going to want to do with their phone conceivably that maybe we could use as an excuse not to honor warranties and uh, we'll use that in order to uh, invalidate those warranties. Now, so we have another call coming out. I, I can't remember Jack Star's phone number, so I don't know if it's him or not. Uh, hi, you're on the air. Hello. 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 It's me again. Hello. Hello. Can you Hello? hear us? Michael, it's Michael. Hello. Can you, can, can you hear us? Hello, it's Michael. Yes, I can hear you. Hi, who is this? Hello, can you hear me? Hello. He can't hear can us. Really? Yeah. Hear me? Jesus Christ. We can hear him, but he can't hear us. Hello. <laughs> We could, oh, he's gone. Call the number back. See, he's not listening to the show. If he were well, listening he to the was. show, he'd know exactly no, what we're doing right now. No, uh, 
he is because he's in the chat room. Oh, is he? Yeah, guy in the chat room. Uh, <laughs> as soon as he disconnected, he's getting from there, so creative with these usernames. How are we gonna ban him in the future? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Jack Star, we spent about thirty minutes with you, buddy. I mean, uh, and we answered your tech support question. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. <laughs> we we try to keep it down to one phone call per millennia, or millennia. Millennia is plural, right? Yeah. I, I think maybe you and him should have like a, a live feed conversation. I don't, I don't know how much I add. I'm going to have to dig up the spinning the hits episode that he called in on. That was recorded. I'm going to have to dig that up and make it available for download somewhere. That's where I initially became apprised of what was going on with his, uh, with his girlfriend and tried to get her to call in that night. She wouldn't do it. Um, that would be so awesome. Yeah. Or would have been. Is this you calling? Hello? Hello? You want Chinese? Hello? No, he's a Chinese. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Hello? Hello? Oh, thank God. All right. Thank God. Is it that imperative? Is it good? <laughs> thank God Is the hosts working? of the show hear me. <laughs> no, I'm tired of the phone not working. Is, like, the, is the phone messing up? No, I'm just tired of it not working. Well, we, you have our apologies for that. That's why and we don't I assume Skype. when it disconnects randomly, I've been banned, and then I go cry into the little pillow. No, that's, uh, we've been having just incessantly problems with Skype. They're unending. Are you there? Yes. Now I think and you he's, hear now, us. Now I think he's trying to get us. Is, uh, no, never. I, I believe he is completely above board. <laughs> I don't see how. Yeah, he's uh, now he's trying to get us. With the, go ahead and keep uh, him the on, whole... then. Keep the line active, and let's finish the show like that. Um, well, what we could do is just finish finish the show out by just putting him on and letting him just tangentially free associate for the next thirteen minutes. I would listen. Would you? <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, because okay. you don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do that. Everybody, it's uh, it's been real. Uh, it's been a pleasure bringing the show to you tonight, Jack Star. Can you hear me right now? <laughs> you. Know- Here's what we're going to do. get to a landline, like in the Matrix, if necessary. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Are you listening to me right now? You can't hear me. Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. Yes. I can hear you. Okay, well, we hear you. So here's oh, what, that's great. Here's what I we're going to Here's what we're going to do. You've got agents coming from the, the back street. You need to go to the window on the left. You're going to see another building on the right. You're going to jump from that building to the other. There's a closed line. You're going to go down, and there's a hard line right there. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to end the show at this moment. However, what we're going to do is we're just going to leave you potted up, and you can just free associate. You can riff. You can just lay it down for people, uh, whatever you like. You've got about you've got about twelve minutes left. Be entertaining. Try not to let the audience slip away. I mean, you have to inject some level of entertainment into this. And uh, ready, set, go. I've got a date. I've got to go get slated. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not helping. Hello? I can't even hear you right now. That's what happens when I come out. Anyway, I'll be emailing you about my new credentials. i got to get them back from the factory. He just did not like that at all, Curtis. I don't get that. You gave him... 
Yeah, I mean, we were going we were going to give him we were going to give him exactly 12 minutes just to I mean with a ready-made audience ready to absorb whatever it is he's laying down his dulcet tones. And uh, I would have loved for some of the callers or from some of the bell gabbers to call in and have a conversation with him. Like yeah, that real. would have been nice too. I mean, most of the people in the chat room right now are people from Belgab. Yeah. So I'm kind and of and there's surprised. very strong opinions in there too. Are there? I, I just love... didn't have an opportunity to read much of it. Yeah, I was watching. I, I would love for Cat Smile to call in. Even now, go ahead and call in. Yeah, we've still got yeah. time. I mean, we don't yeah. really have to go anywhere here. I mean, the show has been so thoroughly derailed tonight that I feel like it's almost. Uh, if we start talking about tech news stories, if I, I'm going to feel like we're just shoehorning it into things yeah, because that's what we honest. do. Yeah. yeah. Chat room react. I mean, uh, but otherwise, uh, I'm I'm pretty much going to wrap this up, unless we get some people calling in with their uh, with their uh, yeah. searing opinions of what it is that happened here tonight. I, I'm, what, what, what was the overall consensus of what you saw in the chat room, at least as far as uh, Jack Star, he, the possibility of Jack Star's return to Belgab? It is bad. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. When, I made, when he made the joke uh, about liking me, which I know he was being sarcastic, uh, and then I said, yeah, let him well, What would in. he have against you? No, I don't I think he was You're so sarcastic. harmless. Anyone who dislikes <laughs> I, I Curtis was- is a fucking cunt. What if I don't like myself? Well, fuck you, Curtis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I fucking hate you for and hating the yourself. the horse you rode in on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, he, he's just picking to pick, which is cool. I uh, don't think he was. Why would he hate you? You're, go, you're maintaining but this. But don't make me feel bad, okay? Because I You want to be hated. You have a victim complex. You want you want this conflict. I don't know why. I need just, it. Give it why are you me. running when you're not being hey. chased? Hey, let me have this, okay? <laughs> clearly, you don't let you, me have anything. Let me have this. I clearly, want it. Clearly, you want it. Uh, Give it to me. I don't hey, think hey, he hey, has. Hey, well, I don't hey, think hey. he has any problem with you whatsoever. I, I don't perceive that to be the case at all. <laughs> I mean, even me. I mean, uh, he has plenty of reasons to hate me. I don't even think he hates me. He seems like he's rather devoid of hatred. I agree. I didn't say hate, did I? Well, you said uh, you no. Said, I said pick on. There's a difference. Because hmm. you can pick on someone you like. Well, you said he doesn't you like on- you. So that that was my intent. That was what I intended yeah. to convey, was the not liking Curtis, which is why I said oh. anyone who does right. not like Curtis, well, well you're just the I, pits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've lost from the beginning of the started. Like, the, the circle is uh, now complete, and I've, I'm lost. Okay, uh, well, anyway, I, I, at this room. point, we're just rambling, and we are not really doing anything here. I wouldn't want to listen to what it is we're doing right now if I were listening to this show. And I'm surprised, actually, that there's still people in the chat room. We've essentially, I mean, we're not really doing the show at this point. Right now, the conversation you and I are having, Curtis, is the type of conversation that we have when both of us are annoyed by our wives and we just want some excuse to get away from everything for a few minutes. And we're talking on Skype amongst ourselves. I mean, that's the type of conversation that you're listening to right now, audience, as we pull the curtain back. I was going to say, yeah, that's the uh, third wall, right? Or fourth wall, whatever wall it is, I don't care. Well, they redacted uh, rather surprised in the chat room uh, that nobody has called in. But statistics do show that typically less than 1% of call, uh, listeners will actually call into a radio show. 
Unless so, uh, our bell just quit, then that number goes up really high. Let me see how many people we have listening on the stream right now. Um, surprisingly, 22. Surprisingly. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, Three of them are 22. Star friends. I don't so think he was be- listening to the show, man. I did not you get that impression right. at all, which is so weird. There's a player built into the chat room. How can you not listen to the show? It's unavoidable. <laughs> yeah. It automatically plays when you load the chat room. How could you not be listening to the show while you're in the chat room? Do you think he really was in the chat room? Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm pretty confident the guy was him because he kept saying, can I call back in? And then right after he hung up is when he showed up in the call. Okay, well, this is the spec sheet. Typically, it's a show about technology tonight. It kind of went in a lot of different uh, directions. We hope that uh, you were able to extract some level of entertainment value from that. We know we certainly were happy to bring it to you. And we do this show every two. There almost wasn't a show tonight because (laughs) Curtis thinks he's got to (laughs) be responsible and stuff and, like, do his job and whatnot. (laughs) God. (laughs) But hey, you know, I gave up all of that to be a part of this episode. Yeah, this was the show that almost didn't happen anyway. So even being derailed, I guess that's better than no show at all, right? Unless- yeah, it, it was it was a regular airing episode, so I'm happy about that. Anyway, we're here every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. UFOship.com is the website. And uh, there are also a lot of other podcasts, well, two other podcasts, that you can download there. There is this, uh, The Fret Files, which is a guitar workshop podcast hosted by Eric Daw, otherwise known as The General at Bellgab. And uh, there's also The Gabcast, which is a podcast loosely based around Bellgab. So check those out. That's at ufoship.com. Otherwise, it's been a pleasure. Keep it real, yeah. yo. Till next time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Boy, I'm exhausted. See you later, uh, everybody. (laughs) Have a good night. I really am fucking exhausted.